0: Want to cut cooling bills without cutting comfort? Lower utility costs and enjoy cool and consistent comfort with a highly efficient air conditioner from Luxair. With Luxair's consumer rebate program, educators, nurses, first responders, military personnel, and veterans can enjoy exclusive rebates on qualifying purchases of Luxair equipment. To learn more, call Chris Brewer at Affordable Heat and Air, 317-656-7945. They'll recommend a system tailored to your home that provides comfort, energy savings, and lasting performance.
1: This is Trackside with Kirk Cavan and Kevin Lee on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan.
0: A Ray Hall wins at Mid-Ohio. It's
1: Graham's turn. And look at the relief. On Graham Hall's face, the winner at Auto Club Speedway Fontana.
0: Those four on the lead lap, racing for the win. Rahal down to the bottom. Rahal to the front around. Graham Rahal has taken the lead on the final lap. Can Hinchcliffe battle back? Canon still in the mix. Rahal and Hinchcliffe to the line. Graham oh. Hall has won at Texas Motor Speedway.
1: And a sweep in the motor city weights as Graham Ray Hall takes the checkered flag in the second of the Detroit Grand Prix Doubleheader Races.
0: It was another glorious day in the fall in Indiana, and we should have had cars on the racetrack nearby. But better than nothing, 20 Indy Next cars were testing today at Barber Motorsports Park in Birmingham. We'll have details before we're done. We're just over two months away from the Rolex 24, which typically includes nearly half of the IndyCar field, and the announcements are coming in waves, including the return of one of IndyCar's most popular drivers, and we have another confirmation for IndyCar 2024. It's not exactly a shocker, but it is good news. Graham Rahal will indeed be back for at least an 18th season. Hello, welcome, thanks for joining us. On Trackside, 93.5, 107.5, The Fan in Indianapolis. You heard some highlights from Graham's career. Kevin Lee, Kurt Cavan, Elijah Robertson is in our downtown Indianapolis studios on Monument Circle. Uh, We've only got an hour on the program tonight, and I think we're on Monday night at the same time next week. I think um, I would just say always check your local listings. We kind of get the schedule late in the week for what's confirmed. Because I thought we were two hours for this week, and that's what I said on last week's show. So you can't trust the host of this show. You just have to to be listening to the radio 24 hours a day or check your Twitter machine, and that'll tell you what's going on. So let's get into it, Kurt. Graham Hall confirmed. You know, I think we can laugh and say, well, yeah, th- 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 that's a no-brainer. But Graham was very open. I-, I think he was he was at least wrestling with what his motivation was. And we know Graham's a good businessman. He's not just signing up. They have to make him a deal to make it worth his while to continue driving their race
1: car. Well, you say he's a good businessman. I would say he was a great businessman and not, yeah. not because of his race car uh, contract dealings, but I would go to his, you know, his, uh, his Graham Ray Hall performance uh, industry, which includes Ducati motorcycles and, and, I don't know. It would take about an hour long of this show just to go through all the business associations Graham has. The point is he's he's really makes you know, he's built a nice empire here and he wants to devote attention to it. So when we say or when you hear him say that he wants to focus, you know, on outside interest, don't take that to mean he doesn't enjoy racing. He does. But that's a more long term uh Proposition for him, and you know, to your point, you know, I don't, I don't think he was going anywhere else. I think he certainly would be wise to listen to see if there was a, a Ganassi or a Penske ride that might be available, because even for as improved as 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 the Ray Hall team has been over the last few months you know, obviously there's still a hierarchy in this sport. So he'd be wise to listen to anything that might be available. But the bigger issue is, does he want to do it relative, you know, or as you compare that to his outside interest in business? And and I think ultimately it came down is he wants to continue doing this. The word that that uh, is important in this conversation is multi-year. What does that mean? Does that mean he has a contract for three years, but we'll see how it goes with, you know, again, the subject we're talking about, and that's, you know, how long does he feel like he can devote time to driving the race car? And when does his interest in building his portfolio outweigh, substantially outweigh his uh, desire to to do the team a, a good service in his career, a good service on the racetrack. So those are the things you got to work through. I don't know what multi-year means in this case. A lot of the times it's two years with an option, um, this in this case, I would say it still continues as as sort of race by race. How long does Graham want to do this?
0: Well, you know, my opinion on contracts, they don't mean a whole lot. Um, and because we have not seen the contract, multi-year can mean a lot of things. It can mean mutual options, it can mean an option from one side or the other. And even if it is firmly written, you know, let's in this situation. If at the end of the year, Graham Hall said, I don't want to do this anymore, they're not going to hold him to the contract. Sure. What, what it does say, though, is that we won't be going through this same thing this time next year. My contract's up. I still want to consider driving. I want to explore if there are any other options out there. You know, this does say if he's going to drive, he's going to be driving with this team. By the way, multi-year contract could mean that he is locked in to at least do the Indianapolis 500 with this team for multiple years and then other events beyond that. Now I, I do think Graham is going to continue driving beyond this year. I think as, as much as we and probably he could make the argument that he could make more money focusing fully on business I think we'd also come back and say it's probably good for his business to continue being an active race car driver and having a platform and delegating some of the other responsibilities of the business. Makes it difficult, makes it difficult to do both of those things, but he's still a relatively young man. Yes, I I mentioned going into his 18th season, but he won't be 35 until January. So there's plenty of room if he wants to continue doing this for another five to 10 years, he, and he joked when we were chatting with him, it was either a Portland or Laguna Seca when, you know, being asked, cause he's openly talked about, I don't know how much longer I'm going to do this. He said, I'm going to do this for another five years. I don't know whether he was joking or not, but he might not have been. Yes. Yeah. He could easily do it for another five years. And I think it comes down to, is he enjoying it? Is it successful? Um, you know, if they're running well, he's going to do this for a long time. If they're not running well, then he's going to look into what's best for me and my business and then it might just be continuing to be on the biggest stage in the Indianapolis 500 and then doing some other things.
1: Well, I would agree with you on all fronts. I do think that there is such a such a, a several forces on on his 24/7 ability to to live. I mean, he's got, he's got a family, he's got, he's got all these businesses. I do think there's a finite amount of time that he has to give to everything. And obviously, you know, you factor in fitness and all, all things considered, I think he could drive another five years. Uh, And I, I could, I can see your point that it's good for his own business and his brand to keep being behind the wheel, but he's not going to drift out of sight. Even if he's not being in the race car, he's going to be involved with the race team. It still is going to have his name on the door from a Ray Hall standpoint. I don't think the Ray Hall goes away the way another driver would. If his, if his, uh, if Agreed. his driving duties go away. So I don't, I don't think that's a big factor. I think ultimately it's how much time do I have to, to do myself and my race team, the best job possible, um, And, you know, at that point, then he probably can still be an Indy 500 driver. And I think he would continue to do so. But it is nice to have it locked down and over with. I don't want to see him at another team. I mean, I appreciate that if it was a Ganassi or a Penske ride available, he would want to and should consider it and and probably even accept it. But look, he needs the Ray Hall needs to be at the Ray Hall. I mean, that's that's the way I look at it.
0: Well, I think. Because he has not had fantastic success, those hired positions were not likely going to become available to a, while I say 35 is young, you know, they're more interested in a 25 year old Uh, and just it's a results oriented business. So the way he was going to get one of those would be to take a sponsor with him. And I don't imagine he was super interested in doing that either in damaging the family business. So this is what made sense. I I appreciate his honesty, the fact that he was willing to say, because he easily could just say, no, this is my home, and then just look behind the scenes to see if anything might be out there. But he is always transparent. And I'm sure even in his mind, he knew it was a 10% chance or whatever, a slim chance of him finding an opportunity anywhere else. But it's, hey, let's throw it out there and see what would happen. And if a Penske or the best Andretti seat, well, the Andretti seats are all the same. I'm not saying that one is better than the other, but you know what I'm saying. If a great seat became available, I don't think dad would have stood in his way. But reality was those seats are not likely to become available for a lot of different drivers. So this made the most sense. And why it took so long? Because again, Graham is a good business person. He doesn't have to do this. And, and he knows better than any other driver what the financials of the team are and what his value is. And he's always said, I don't negotiate this with my dad. I negotiate this with Mike Lanigan. And while they're all friends for life, Graham is going to say, I finished this deal and that deal and that deal. And I know how important I am to our sponsors and our partners and this is what I believe the value is from a salary standpoint. Other drivers are probably going to take what you offer them. I don't have to do that. So I will get what I think my fair value is to drive or I won't drive anymore. And he also knows that that will make it difficult to resign with those partners because while he may not have won a race in whatever seven years, he is still wildly popular with those partners so that's it just took a little while. You knew they were going to get there and they did and it's good for the sport. It is good to have Graham Ray Hall in the sport and I want him to continue and you know it's not that we're rooting for one team or driver over another but it's it's good for the sport if Graham Ray Hall is successful. He's one of the names that resonates with people who aren't paying attention. I can go to someone that knows nothing about the sport and I can say Graham Ray Hall and I can explain, you know, it's Bobby Ray Hall's son, David Letterman owns the team. Oh, okay. And there's a connection there. You can't do that with every driver. So that's good. That's um, one more thing ticked off. And now.
1: Box checked. You, you know, you're not, you don't want to say ticked off. <laughs> but the, the other thing I would say one though. box, Yeah. Ticked, checked. Yes. There you go. One more thing I would no say about angry. this. You made the reference that that Graham would have to go to Mike Lanigan and 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 sort of pitch his value to the team. I don't even think that's necessary. He and Mike have such a great relationship. And Mike, as much as anybody in the organization understands the value that Graham brings on and off the racetrack, how he works the business. They've been together. I mean, you go all the way back to the beginning of, of, uh, of Graham's professional career in Atlantics. I mean, mm-hmm. this is a relationship that really has... We talk about relationship standing the test of time. This one, this one is almost as as uh, as strong as as the Graham and Bobby relationship in racing as well. I mean, Mike's been there every step of the way for Graham,
0: which probably plays into on the other side. Graham is potentially going to give a hometown discount because I'm sure Mike Lanigan yep. helped fund him when he was a teenager and get him started in, in the business. So you know that plays into that's what makes this a little bit complicated because there's definitely loyalty both ways uh, on those side of things um so the next story will kind of come back to ray hall letterman Lanigan. we have mentioned before that it was said that yuri vips remains under contract with the team and they're they were looking at the possibility of exploring running him in a fourth car at times here's one area which could make that an option maybe uh andretti global is going to stick with three cars that's been confirmed now jack benyon of the race had the story first on friday writing following extensive rumors of whether would keep its fourth injury and who might drive it, the team is elected to shrink to three in 2024 with a quote from rob edwards we won't be making any further announcements uh, actually, an Andretti spokesperson. We won't be making any further announcements regarding 2024 IndyCar drivers. Our lineup is complete. So, the only way that Ray Hall, even if they found the budget, was going to be able to run a fourth car is if Honda would allow it. And if Andretti, who I would think had first dibs on this, was going to run their fourth, that would have eliminated any chance for Ray Hall unless someone else. That's a Honda team drop down. But it's still probably more complicated than that because they're still the same number that they were last year because Chip Ganassi Racing added a fifth car. And I would think the thought there was, well, wait a minute. I thought Honda didn't want to add any more cars. When the team that's winning the championship for you every year says, we really need to run a fifth car. It's really important to our business model for this to happen. Then, okay, yeah, we understand. Uh, when, When Kiffin Simpson and his family says we're ready for kiffin to be an indy car then that's going to happen so would they run a fourth would they add an extra engine which would add them make them plus one from last year for another team i don't know the answer to that i would say it's a maybe but it would likely need to happen real soon obviously honda was prepared for that possibility if andretti was still loading out the idea that we might run a fourth then honda had to be prepared for that in some way my guess is they don't want to do it but if you went to them right now or within the next few weeks this has got to be a pre-christmas deadline wouldn't well, you think absolutely.
1: absolutely i think uh yeah you know i think the fact that the kiffin simpson announcement came when it did not only was is it good for preparations internally but i think the internal preparations include honda and so that gave honda the proper uh you know runway to to start preparing for that extra car now to your point you know and honda's known this you know we're we're kind of late to the information flow as an outsider uh knowing whether ray hall is close on a fourth whether you know, Dale Coyne is indeed gonna have his allotment for two. Surely Honda has known Andretti's situation for some time. So maybe that gets him back to level set from a year ago or this past year. And so we'll see where it lands. But but I think they still could, to your point, if if Ray Hall, um, I guess Ray Hall is probably the only one on the Honda side thinking about a, an additional car at this point, uh, if they make that decision pretty quick. I think that that one could run. Hall's a very important partner to Honda as well. And so it could be done.
0: And it would be in the team's best interest to make that decision immediately, too, because they would need to find people. And that's maybe more of an uphill climb. Sure. to Find enough people to do that rather than getting and, and Honda needs to find people. It's not just the expense. They need to find people to to manage that extra program. So I would still put that on the unlikely category. Uh maybe more likely. It's one thing to do three or four races from a staffing standpoint for Honda and also from an IndyCar standpoint. Maybe you can allocate some of your sports car uh team members and that's some of them are that's really a BMW program, but you might be able to work out a deal on off weekends. Last year remember was really tough because so much time really the last two years was about development of their new hybrid program maybe that's relaxed a little bit for some sports car full-time imsa team members to be available on off weekends to be extra staff for IndyCar. so I put that on the more likely category and plus it doesn't cost seven or eight million dollars to do three or four races you know you can get a proper budget together for a million and Ray Hall Letterman Landing and does have, a significant number of partners. Uh nothing new in the Dale Coin racing standpoint. That's the Honda team that still has openings. They tested Jacob Abel last week, we had on the show. That's now since been confirmed. He was pretty certain but he left out just a little bit of a wiggle that yeah, I'm not ready to say exactly and then it was announced a couple of days later. He is back with his Indy Next program and by the way, was fastest in testing today at Barber Motorsports Park. We'll go over that a little bit later on. Um Enzo Fittipaldi tested there in their car this past week. His brother Pietro was in the Ray Hall car. And, you know, I'm sure there's going to be more surprises on the Chevy side. So I spent some time last week talking about and Mostly, I just didn't want to be the source of people saying, oh, it sounds like Benjamin Peterson's in trouble. He's not coming back. I'm just repeating the things that I kept hearing. And I decided, all right, I'm just going to go, I wouldn't call it the high road, but I'm just going to go with the on the record path and go with what the driver, his dad, and the team had told me that there's going to be no change. And like I've said, I know the contracts can be broken and we're just going to go with that. Well, now we have our first bit of uh, conflicting information there and some more of what where there's smoke. There might be, I wouldn't say fire. But there's at least the possibility of some. In a racer.com story regarding the number 55, Larry Foyt declined to comment on any aspects of the relationship with Benjamin Peterson. So in the past, I know I've asked him and others have, and his answer was something along the lines of, we expect Benjamin Peterson in the car. The fact that he didn't say that, means I guess we're back to where I was talking two weeks ago. We're going to need some reconfirmation of where that program is. So I don't know if uh, there's been a budget shortfall or if there are other options for Benjamin Peterson and they're looking elsewhere or what the story is, but that's going to need to be one that's followed. And as we've expected or suspected, the 14 car still needs a little budget. Santino Ferrucci is... A desired choice but he is he or the team is going to need to fulfill that gap and if he can't then they would be open to another driver sharing that ride
1: so you mentioned two possible explanations for the benjamin peterson situation one perhaps a budget shortfall uh, secondly perhaps benjamin interests somewhere else and i think really the third one is Now that this Pinsky relationship exists, is there is there just more competition for that seat than there was previously? You know, is that a more desirable place uh, than it was, say, you know, a year ago this time? And I think that's that's an absolute. And so while while Larry perhaps hasn't said that, I think it's it I think that's probably number one if I'm looking at it. Uh, I haven't I haven't asked Larry about this, but I think of those three possibilities, budget short, shortfall on Benjamin's side, Benjamin looking elsewhere, I think this is number one. I think this is, you know, he's got new people interested in that seat and they have budget and they know that's a path potentially uh, to, to be under the watchful eye of the Penske organization. And the other thing I would say is that Larry – obviously talk very extensively about Santino. They clearly want Santino back. So uh, it's a matter of of trying to get, you know, all of the budget pieces together so that that can happen and that they can fill this second car. But, but I think somebody, I don't want to say somebody big name, but I bet it's somebody who has uh, really strong credentials will end up getting this ride. The 55. Correct. The 55. Hmm. I don't know who it is. I just think there's somebody out there who's who's going to be looking around for a seat, and, or is looking around who might have budget. And so, it's so what good. you were
0: saying is what I talked about last week. That that's what I had ultimately decided. The genesis of all this paddock conversation late in the season was in part, you know, maybe it's just from others that wanted that seat. Yep. Because as I said, the people involved said, "Nope, no changes are planned." Well, they've stopped saying that. So Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, you know, that, that's what makes me wonder. I, I don't know that there's another driver with massive credentials with budget. I think we have some drivers with big budgets, and we have some drivers with massive credentials. The challenge is mixing the two of them together. So maybe I'm missing someone, but tell, uh, help, help me out with the driver that we think has amassed a lot of budget that has either won races or come real close to winning races.
1: I can't give you that name, but as as I expect in the in the conversation between the 55 and the two dale coin seats for there to be somebody likely who has been in the Europe system who has some some reasonably good credentials to to pop okay. up into the conversation.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I can see that. Yeah, somebody. That's the only place it's coming. It's not coming from our correct, paddock, correct. Uh, in that case, now I do think there are some players in the mix from the IndyCar paddock. Um, but yes, someone that is thought to be a potential race winner immediately or a, a podium finish is probably more fair and brings some budget is going to be someone from the F2 world. But they're starting to get crossed off. Uh, as in, nope, we're looking at Super Formula. We're looking at WEC and continuing being an F2 development driver and wearing a golf shirt uh, on weekends and going to hospitality. Uh, so yeah, we'll we'll see what happens there. But that's definitely definitely in play, and one of the big question marks moving forward at this point. Sports car news related to IndyCar: James Hinchcliffe is back. Announced last week in. Three endurance races, so the Rolex 24, Sebring, and Petit Le Mans. uh, That's, what, 30, 46 hours of racing split with his teammates for FAF, which is now a McLaren team. So this isn't... I don't think if people have been paying attention, a total shocker. Um, I'm kind of it's hard for me did this surprise you so i have been privy to these conversations for a while so i knew this was on the brink of happening i did not know it was done though until it was announced so that was nice to see that firmly announced hinch had kind of let out some hints that he was interested and tested a sports car last fall but does this come as any surprise
1: well a little bit but um but like you i mean i didn't have the inside information talking to hinch about this but or le- hearing him leak out you know bits and pieces but but i'm not surprised cuz i think he has had the itch and you know i he he never really retired uh but i thought the, said he retired the broadcasting he said he retired full
0: time as an indie
1: car driver the broadcasting gig was has been going well. Uh, I think, uh, as somebody said to me, I I wouldn't be surprised if he's helping to host the Olympics before too long. So he's he's got a, a an ability that uh, will take him a lot of places in the broadcasting world. Does didn't we get confirmation today? of Rossi uh, joining him in the Daytona next, program next. as well. Yeah. Okay, so, so this it's is
0: not a- off track with Hinch and Rossi. It's on track. <laughs> they they the podcasting teammates will be teammates, and the Perfect tie-in there is so Faf have been a Porsche program for a long time. And that's a Canadian team. And that seemed like it was going to be a good fit for Hinch all along, but they tend to put Porsche factory drivers in their car. And there just wasn't an opportunity because Hinch wasn't a Porsche factory driver. So they're taking their and there's a lot of people with Porsche tie-ins. So when they moved on to McLaren in the off season, the moment that was announced, it was ding, ding, ding. Okay. And I texted Hinch, uh, does this open up something? And yes, it does. And that's, you know, the process had already been started well before that. And that's the Rossi connection as well. I don't know the full connection there. I've not talked to anyone on that. I just saw that when that went public today. Um, I hadn't really thought about that, but it shouldn't surprise me. McLaren, Likes to use McLaren people. So this makes sense. And, you know, and I'm sure that the connection with Hinchcliffe, you're all looking to get attention. You're looking to get eyeballs. And when you're the uh, third or fourth class in a 24 hour race, if you can distinguish yourself in some way, that is a way to do it by having, you know, an Indy 500 winner, an Indy 500 pole sitter uh, who have developed an off track brand. Uh, appropriately enough in your race car so that's good that's uh that's exciting news and it'll be fun uh rossi's only confirmed for the rolex 24
1: yeah that's uh that will be one to watch and and their relationship will you know you'll have them in some press conferences and and they'll be able to play off each other you know that would make it all the better even if they were just both in the race in different programs having them in the same program will make that a more fluid and more attractive situation for sure
0: oliver jarvis is one of the other full-time drivers well known to sports car people he was a part of the mazda program he was a part of the the meyer shank championship team last year in the top category i think it's probably been a while since he drove a gtd car that's what this is the uh, and it's a pro car so it's the third of the four levels there are only four classes next year lmp3 goes away which brings us to a next bit of a nugget of news so jared andretti and gabby chavez had been in an andretti lmp3 car uh they had done a few races in a gtd car that's a gt3 car this year and they're doing that full-time next year but switching from aston martin to a porsche so happy for jared happy for gabby chavez to be racing full-time at a pro level again and in a number that'll mean something to some people, the number 43, uh, which was Jarrett's dad, John's number for so many years with Richard Petty. And it's not labeled Andretti Global. It's said to be Andretti Motorsports, I think. So obviously a little bit of a separate arm of the Andretti Global organization. A couple of other nuggets. There there were tons of announcements today. What's new this year is IMSA required every team to commit to the season. So we got a team entry list about a month ago and I think they have to have drivers confirmed. I think it might be this week, which is why I saw 25 different announcements today for all kinds of different teams. And that included Sebastian Bourdais being confirmed to return. I think his contract was up as was his teammate Ranger van de Zanda, but they are back with Chip Ganassi's Cadillac team. So I'm happy to hear that. And there were many others. And Hunter McElray, Indy next driver was confirmed For the endurance uh, seat for TDS, that's an LMP2. That's a prototype, really cool ride. And an endurance seat is better than it used to be because there are now five endurance races. We include Indianapolis being a six-hour, Watkins Glen, and then uh, Petit Le Mans, Sebring, and Daytona. So five races next year for Hunter McElroy, in a uh, pro type situation so very very good for him. All right, we'll get into some other nuggets and get to some of your tweets coming up in just a moment. It's Trackside 9351075 the
2: fan. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclib 200 milligrams at k i s q a l and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclib 200 milligrams at K-I-S-Q-A-L-I and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you.
0: Hi, this is Ed Carpenter and you're listening to Trackside. Thank you for staying with us. Just an hour tonight on the program. Um, a few tweets that have come in earlier today. This is... I guess the tweets we got were just in response. I didn't really have a a graphic to put on the Twitter feed today. So I put next year's schedule. So that elicited as if this was new information, (laughs) only three oval tracks is very disappointing. I'm I apologize to Bob Montgomery today that he apparently hadn't seen the news. So I, I would, I would agree that it could be disappointing, but it was not unexpected. And then Wayne says it's still unacceptable that IndyCar doesn't have Texas Motor Speedway on the schedule. Just 100% unacceptable. So let's explore that for a moment. Unacceptable to me means you can't have had this happen and you just fully dropped the ball. This is inexcusable. Or in Wayne's world, ooh, Wayne, Wayne's world, does it just mean I'm not happy about it? And I get that. I get that you're not happy with it, but. Saying it's unacceptable, I'm not sure. And, and Wayne's a fan. He doesn't have to understand the ins and outs of it. But it, I don't think that's the right word, that it's unacceptable. Because just because we want to go there, we can't just show up. We can't just bring the transporters <laughs> down there and knock on the door. Hello, we're here for our auto race. Because they've padlocked the gates and they won't let you in.
1: Well, it's an, you know.
2: it's Or a...
0: they might let you in, but they say the fee the entry fee is 2 million
1: dollars yeah it's you know it's a difficult thing i think when he says unacceptable i feel that way too uh as a race fan it's been it's been a place where i have seen and and you you, you felt it as well some of the most interesting emotions of my career have come Watching races at Texas Motor Speedway, I have watched races and just been totally thrilled by the excitement and the close racing, and and all the festivities that Eddie gossage put into that program over the years since 1997. And in the same breath, I've been terrified by what was happening. So it was it was wonderfully terrifying to watch races at Texas, even in even in the years when the racing wasn't as good as it was in some other years. But to the point that's a business decision, both sides in a best case scenario would love to be there. They've got to figure out the business arrangement moving forward. Does it make sense for either side, one or the other, or both? And, you know, it's um, it's just not going to work in 2024. That isn't to say it won't work in 25 or 26, but we're just going to have to watch this one and play out. But as a fan, I say to Wayne, it's unacceptable. Because I want it to tap in as well, yeah. but uh, we'll see.
0: Yeah, I just wanted to answer Wayne in some way, and I don't know the the proper way to answer. And I get as a fan where you come up with that word, uh, and this is one of those where you know too many of the details of it if you're paying attention. And to me, when I hear unacceptable, it means well, th- th- somebody just dropped the ball. This okay. should have been very simple to make this work and unfortunately it wasn't it just wasn't going to work and frankly it wasn't working all that well to begin with even when it was happening and i was always a little bit surprised each year when it kept coming back on the schedule because i'm thinking how does anybody make any money there's nobody there there's nobody there and the ratings weren't good they weren't any better than any other race um so there you go Ken Anderson says, "Have you heard anything about how ticket sales are going for Thermal? There's a lot of blowback on social media. I almost feel guilty when I mention that I purchased a ticket.
1: I haven't heard. I don't think they'll have any trouble selling those tickets or or they uh, having those tickets be occupied. Um, I can tell you, tickets at Indianapolis Motor Speedway are going exceptionally well uh, for for 2024. And if you What tickets to the Indy Five Hundred? I might suggest you get on the get on the stick because it's uh they actually are are going at a at a record pace here. So uh, thermal will will be they'll they'll accomplish a thermal. uh, What you would like to see happen, and it'll be a great TV show. And we'll have to uh, decide as a as a sport whether it looks different in twenty twenty five or this is the model that that is unique for the sport. And to have sort of an all-star race.
0: My opinion, which may have no merit, is that the success of this event has nothing to do with how many $2,000 tickets they sell to the general public. Does that make sense? That's right. I believe the people there will mostly come from friends and family of the people who live at Thermal uh, and or those who get on a list, which I'm sure will be limited again. IndyCar teams... Were limited to the number of guests significantly more so than at a normal event. Um, but the Thermal Club members will need that. They'll get a list of people as well. I can't remember if they had to pay something for each of those or if they all came with it. Uh, but then certainly above and beyond will be more at this two thousand dollar level as well. So, uh, as I said before, it's going to be not having a race. Absolutely, you know it's it's no different than running in Sao Paulo for most of us. That race is one I'm going to watch on TV or Tokyo or wherever else. Uh, I wasn't going to go to it. I was if as I'm, if I'm a fan. I was going to watch on TV. It's the same for this case. So there you have it. Yep. Uh, Formula One this weekend, and with that, one nugget. Uh, The Andretti story continues to percolate. Jenna Fryer of Associated Press had a story last week. We'd heard this before that there were some might have been another Jenna story uh, that Formula One was trying to get to General Motors and saying, you know, if you just want to align yourself with another team, we'll get you in there ASAP. And Jenna's story was, with quotes from Mark Royce, the GM president, is basically saying, no, if we go to Formula One, it is with Andretti. We have no interest in partnering with another team. So that was obviously one of the... Formula One would love to have General Motors. They apparently don't want to have... I don't know if it's they don't want to have Andretti, or they just don't want to have another team. I think it's more likely they just don't want to have another team They'd like Andretti to buy
1: one of the lesser teams. That's right. They 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 don't want to split the pot. That's I I don't think I'm I'm even close to being off base and saying that with 100%. Yes, there's a little bit of the Michael and the and the Mario effect take the uh the Andretti spotlight away from others, but it is all about splitting the pot. They split it 10 ways now they're going to have to, if they include the Andrettis, they'll have to split it 11 ways. And the argument against um, or in favor of the Andretti partnership is that they will bring more value added to the, to the overall kitty. So you're splitting a larger pot 11 ways, but you know, this is all about greed and we'll see where it lands. And if, if, uh, if they're silly enough to not let this happen, then, they're pretty silly.
0: And the challenge is none of the other teams are for sale. They almost had one a, a few years ago. And wait a minute, the value is going up. No, that price is no longer good. You're going to need to pay us many, many times more. You know, the team that seems like it is most likely to be available. And I'm an outsider. I have no inside information on really what's going on. But from what I read would be it Williams. Williams, yeah. And that'd be a shame because you'd get one. Wonderful name back into Formula One in Andretti. But if it's at the loss of Williams, that's not going to go over well. That's a name that you don't want to see go away, even though the family is not involved anymore. But if if Andretti is going to buy it, it has to have the Andretti branding on it. It does them no good to
1: operate Williams Racing. That's right. That's right. It would be an Andretti organization uh, in name and execution. But yeah, it would be at Williams' expense and that would be that would be a shame on so many levels.
0: Do we totally get why the race is going to be at twelve fifty five AM Eastern time? I, I know it's because it's six or seven in the morning UK time, but that doesn't seem all that ideal either. Don't they have DVRs in the UK to watch it when they get up?
1: Well, they didn't want to have, you know, they wanted a night race. They wanted to showcase, you know, Vegas. Well, because the, it's too hot? No, Vegas at night it's looks. 40 degrees. <laughs> it will be chilly. It's not going to be, you know, I don't think it'll be 40 degrees at. I think it will be. Actually, at it's, 10 o'clock. My, my,
0: son just, my son just got back from Supernats. It's miserably cold. No, 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 and no. The it's prediction mis- is it might be in the 30s.
1: It's going to be cold because, you know, even in the desert, in the desert, the heat doesn't stay in the way it does in the humid, humid climate. But it's going to be chilly, uh, very cold for for that time. And I saw some photos, people posting that there was snow on the ground. There's not snow on the ground in Vegas. I was just there, Uh, but it um, it will be chilly. It will be very cold, actually, for those who are there but they wanted a night race and they needed to be in a time zone or a time time when Europeans can watch it.
0: Maybe noon local time would have been better because then it could have been 6 or 7 p.m.
1: Yeah, but it's not in the nighttime. You can't see the sphere. You can't see all the lights of Vegas.
0: True, true.
1: Vegas in the daytime is... Well, Vegas in the daytime is not is not the attraction that it is at night. It just isn't. Yeah. You might as well go to... Reno or something, you know?
0: Um I think you could have made a case that you could have had a daytime race and then the parties afterwards. But in Vegas maybe the party starts at 3 a.m actually kind of does
1: it kind of so, does never stops. Uh, all right
0: i did look at the forecast it, it has gone it's it's significantly better than what it was a few days ago lows only around 50 for the weekend and a high of 70 so actually that is pretty nice
1: 50 will still be chilly in vegas it'll be chilly but that beats beats the
0: 30s that i was, was hearing about all right we'll see what we missed and we'll recap uh testing today from barber and indy next next on trackside
2: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclib 200 milligrams at kisqali.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you.
1: Hi, this is Alicastro Nevis and you're listening to Trackside.
0: Okay, final segment, a few other things. Uh, Mention that in the next drivers, almost the entire field, I think 20 cars... We're on track today at Barber Motorsports Park. Top six separated by just over a tenth of a second. Jacob Abel was fastest in the morning. That was good for fastest overall as well. Kaio Collette, I think is how you pronounce his name. He, I believe, is one in F3. Certainly ran up front in F3. Is one of the many, many drivers testing with HMD. He was quick at IMS. He was a half a tenth off in this one. Miles Rowe was third quick. Louis Foster, Nolan Siegel, Reese Gold, Bryce Aaron, James Rowe, Josh Green. Good to see Josh back in an Indy Next Car. Hopefully he's on the grid next year. Christian Bogle, top 10. Jamie Chadwick was 11th. Uh, Yuvan Sundemorthy was 12th. Kiko Porto, Jack William Miller, and Salvador De Alba, the top 15. So good stuff there. Cleaning up some things I forgot to mention. I haven't uh, given a shout-out to one of the locals who had a great opportunity. He's just back home from the U.K. Ayrton Hoke, who lives in McCordsville. He's been buddies with Jackson for a long time. We're friends with the family. He was one of the Team USA drivers. He moved up from something like 31st to 14th. Got caught up in a kerfuffle in the uh, semi, but finished 14th in the Walter Hayes last weekend. So congrats to Ayrton and his teammate Jack Sullivan from ohio uh supernats this past weekend i mentioned jackson was there coaching oliver weldon dan's youngest son kind of felt for Susie if she was there this was at las vegas motor speedway Uh, oliver did well finished fifth and seventh in the final in the two classes that he was involved in and a lot of good stuff and now we get set for formula one The timing is fine for me this weekend because I'll watch it on DVR the next morning just like I would if it was at 6 a.m. as well. So we'll see that from Vegas, and we'll talk about it next Monday night at 8 o'clock, I believe, is the show next week. Thanks to Elijah in the studio. For Kurt, I'm Kevin. This is 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan.